Uh, rocking to the ancient rhythm. Rocking to the ancient rhythm. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome to another experience at the Group School. My name is Alexander Amaya Odilong Group. And um, today we're actually going to be going on a journey to unravel some topics that I feel have been classically viewed as complex um, and like sort of designed in a way where the average person had a lot of difficulty comprehending these ideas. And uh, these ideas range into that the realm of physics, chemistry, philosophy, biology, and, and essentially our understanding of our universe around us. And I mean, from the perspective of a human being, of course, from your perspective, right? So example of this would be topics about um, energy, topics about artificial intelligence, topics about, um, about the ethereal and the, and, the, and the material, you know, material as in things that we can perceive and feel and touch with our five senses or whatever. Uh, so we're going to delve into this realm today. And, and, and from my personal uh, studies, I've come to realize that some of the most perceived complex uh, ideas are actually very, 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 very simple to understand. Okay. So before we begin, I would like everyone to pause for a second and we're going to do a thought experiment. So whoever you are, wherever you are in the world, um, just take a second and we're going to travel backward in time. And here's how we're going to do it. Just take a second and I want you to think about your mother because your mother uh, birthed you. And then I would like you to also think about your mother's mother. Okay, that's your grandmother. And then I want you to think about your mother's mother's mother. That's your great-grandmother. But I want you to think about your mother's 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 mother. All right? So what I want you to now do is now close your eyes and then just keep doing that backwards. And what happens is you realize that if you just keep going backwards, you realize that you're eventually going to reach the first mother. You're going to reach the first person that birthed the first human on planet Earth. Right? You understand that? So when I say we're going backwards in time, my idea isn't the science fiction idea of traveling in some sort of spaceship and doing all this bullshit. My idea is going literally backwards in time. And, and, and with this perspective, we realize that going backwards in time essentially means going back inside of us, going back within, right? So now. So now that we understand um, sort of how going backwards in time works, uh, from the perspective of the human system. Now, can we apply the same sort of thought experiment to other systems, right? And, and as, as a matter of fact, we can. 
So now, now let's get bigger than the human system. Let's go to the universe, the universal system, right? So what happens if we do the same thing? What happens if we unravel and go backwards in time? So just like you went backwards with your mother and went backwards to the first woman on the planet, what if we can unravel the universe and go backwards in time to the first point of the universe, right? And so this thought experiment, that's going to be how we're going to travel backwards in time. So traveling backwards in time will be to go back into the universe. Do you understand, guys, what I'm saying? Okay, now, to go back into the universe, now, based on our understanding of the universe so far, we've actually realized that, that if we go backwards in time, based on the studies of physics, um, with the contributions of, of, of going all the way back from Galileo to, to, to all the way to Einstein, about studying the material universe, studying the planets, studying mass, um, uh, we realize that um, that the material universe, if we actually go backwards in time, we get to this point known as the Big Bang. So, I'm, and I'm sure you guys have all heard about the Big Bang. What what exactly was the Big Bang? The Big Bang was the inception point. It was the original point in the universe before it started to expand out to create the universe that we have today. So I'm sure you guys have all heard about um, the Hubble Space Telescope and Hubble, the, 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 the astronomer, or not astronomer, but um, uh, scientist that, um, that, that showed that the universe was actually expanding infinitely outward, right? So, 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 from the perspective and from, 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 from Hubble's sort of uh, 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 proof, we can now see that we were actually expanding infinitely outward. So, so if we were to travel backwards in time, all we have to do with the universe would be to go backwards in the universe to compress it, right? So if it's expanding backwards from origin to go backwards in time, we just have to compress it, right? So that's kind of how we perceive um, uh, uh, traveling backwards in time. So now what happens if we travel backwards in time to the first moment or, or before the first moment of the universe? What, what, does, what, what would that entail? What does that mean? Like if the entire universe can be compressed into one tiny point, what does that say about that particular point? It says that the density or the pressure or whatever you want to use, the information compact in that one point is going to be so strong that it's able to keep on sort of expanding out to the point where it was able to create not just our universe, but other universes. So, so essentially, it's, it proved that at that zeroth point, at that inception point, at that Big Bang moment, the amount of energy density, the amount of information density, the amount of intelligence density was the highest, right? So isn't that kind of interesting that the smaller we get, the more information is actually stored in, 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 in the system. But the further out we go, the less information 
is, 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 is actually in that system. Now, this, this is a thought experiment that got me thinking as to sort of like the progression of like human intelligence, like, like how we perceive humanity, we perceive ourselves to be actually getting more intelligent. But the reality of it based on our equations is that we might actually not be getting more intelligent. We might actually be regressing in intelligence. And when I say we're regressing, I mean, we've been expanding from the zeroth point. If that zeroth point, if that inception point is, if that big bang point was the point of the highest amount of information, highest amounts of intelligence, highest amounts of, of density, then as time progresses outward, the density should reduce, right? Logically speaking, it should reduce, which is what we actually observe because even on the planetary scale, um, uh, 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 planets die over time. Systems die. Humans die. Universes die. Galaxies die. So life and death are a constraint of this material intelligence, it seems like. Right? So now, going back to Einstein, this is kind of what Einstein's energy equal to mass times speed of light squared comes from like E equal MC squared, is that Einstein was able to figure out the fundamental equation that defined, that defined this intelligence or this energy in the material sense. And when I say material sense, again, it's a sense of the sense that we, we sense with our five senses, we can feel, touch, all that, right? But we also know that there's an ether, there's an ethereal aspect of the universe that we cannot perceive, that we cannot we cannot feel or touch or whatever or see, right? So, 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 so that's kind of where physics, all the sort of the, the intelligence of our planet sort of has been trying to advance from because we've now under, we, we now understand, we can now model all physical intelligence. And when I say physical intelligence, I mean physical systems of intelligence. So a human is a physical being, a planet is a physical being, uh, a galaxy is a physical being. So we can now model these things. We can see them with telescopes. We can model them, right? But what we've been unable to do is we've been unable to unify that with the other aspect of the universe that we don't understand or we don't fully understand, right? And and so I can, just to, to, to give you some more uh, detail about that. So. Einstein came up with the, with the equations E equal mc squared, but Einstein also also came up with this thing called the Einstein field equations, and the Einstein field equations essentially modeled the density, like I was saying, modeled the density or the curvature of the universe, and then showed how that unknown variable, that unknown constant that we still don't understand, relates to the material universe, right? And this is Oh, I'm gonna write it down here. This is the this is the this Einstein's density equation. So the density equal to eight pi gravity divided by speed of light to the fourth power times the energy density in the in the times the energy density, right? And then this is going to be equal to just simplify that to eight pi times energy density, right? So let me see if you guys can see that. 
Can you see that? So the density equal to 8 pi times the density in the material universe, right? So Einstein's field equations actually simplify for us uh, the field equations of how to model the curvature of the universe, right? And this is just in the energy sense, right? So when, what Einstein did was Einstein simplified it to a point where we understood that there is an immaterial or ethereal, ethereal aspect of intelligence or of, of energy that we don't understand, but we can easily model the material because we now understand the universal gravitational constant, which is where the G comes in, in this equation. I don't know if you guys can see the G. The G comes in in the equation, right? So, 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 so now that we understand that, so Einstein helped us now realize that, okay, so we've always suspected that there was an immaterial aspect of, of, of the universe, right? But we, we never understood it. But now we can now make a relationship between the material aspect of it and the immaterial aspect of it. And that's where we've been stuck now. And, and, and we've been trying to now unify this material and immaterial aspect of intelligence. So now that we understand what this um, model of our universe is, where at the center of it, we have an infinitely dense um, energy portal. And as the universe is expanding out, this energy is actually reducing over time. It's, depreci it's depreciating over time. But if we go backwards in time, as to go backwards in the human, watch to go backwards in on in the universe the system we go back to a point of highest density right so now i'm sure you guys have heard of the term dark energy and and this is sort of what these scientists are referring to when they talk about dark energy they're referring to sort of like the 85 percent of the universe that is estimated to be extremely dense high density energy high density information and, and and this is what scientists in switzerland uh, have been doing trying to access this this information so in a way they're traveling back in time so so in switzerland there's this thing called the large hadron collider it's a particle collider that that, that sort of slams particles at extremely high high energies and when this happens out of a high enough energy uh, fundamental particles uh, uh, would, um, would would show themselves, and as we as we go deeper in, in recent history, uh, that's how the the, the boson was, was, was discovered, uh, and the Higgs boson field was discovered, and the Planckian levels of, of of energy density of information, right? And this is synonymous with uh, what we know about black holes, because because when when we look in the universe, we see black holes around. We notice that black holes have extremely high density and not even light can escape a black hole right that's how that's how much information a, a black hole can pull so so this tells us that 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 we there is an immaterial aspect of of the universe there's an immaterial aspect of intelligence and there's a material aspect of intelligence and that's what we've been trying to unify for a long time now and 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 if we unify these two phenomena, these two, uh, these two, um, 
sides of the same idea, the same energy, uh, we would essentially have the ability to access uh, infinite energy or zero point energy, as they call it. Um, and um, that's basically the premise of this episode today, which is sort of explain ideas that are perceived to be complex, but are actually very simple ideas. If we unravel the the um, the um, the extra stuff that covers us from understanding the fundamentals of the idea, right? So so when, when we talk about traveling back in time, we're talking about going back within. We're talking about unraveling, peeling the onion. Um, it's not about traveling in space, trying to uh, do some uh, science fiction type backwards in time thing. And this same idea applies to humans. If you want to travel back in time, uh, we have to go actually backwards within us because that's the only real definition of, of time is the life and death of our energy as it, as it reduces over time and expands over time the same way that the energy of the universe expands um, and is cooling since we had the Big Bang. And uh, that's all we have for you today. Thank you guys very much. My name is uh, Alexander Amaya Ujinongu. I'm the founder of the Ngu School and I'm also the founder of New Growth Utopia. Um, I have two books coming out, um, the NGU Theory, the Ngu Theory, and the Globetopia. Look forward to that. Thank you very much. Have a blessed day. Bye.